Welcome to the Virginia Beach Potter's House Sermon Podcast. We're doing something a little different this week. We'll be featuring sermons from the recent Bible conference held at the Door Church in San Antonio, Texas, pastored by Richard Ruby. We're sure these powerful messages will bless your life and help you live for God. And we'll return to our normal schedule next week. God bless. Amen. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be able to preach this morning, and we're going to see what God is going to do. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. My life, my ministry changed forever when I began to pray for the sick. Something happened powerful inside of me. It wasn't just that people got healed. Something happened in me. Something happened in my church when I began to pray for the sick. And now, as a disciple maker, I encourage my disciples to pray for the sick, partly because I don't believe that you can build a work for God if there's not a supernatural dimension at work in you in some way. So I want to see evidence that that uh, the Holy Spirit is at work. And when I see disciples pray for the sick... I see some of the same things happen. It's not just that people get healed. Something happens in them. In the text we're going to read, Jesus says that every believer has the calling, the power, and the right to pray for the sick. This sermon is going to be very simple. It's going to be very practical. And then we're going to pray, and I believe that God is going to honor his word and is going to heal some people. If you're sick this morning, I want you to believe that God is going to help you this morning. I want to preach on praying for healing. Mark 16, we'll just read two verses, 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will be by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Praying for healing. Let's begin. I want to talk about healing personnel. There's a great mistake that people make concerning praying for uh, sick people, and it's actually a plot from hell. It goes like this. Only certain people with the gift of healing can pray for the sick. My father was saved in the era of the great healing evangelists of uh, uh, the 1950s. My father was saved in 1954. The healing evangelists, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, uh, uh, A. Allen, on and on and on. And these men very much, if you read any of their books, they promoted this idea that they were special because they had a gift. It was a gift of healing, and very much they had this idea, you can't do what they do because they were special. They had a gift. So my father said that kept him in many ways from praying for the sick for years because he said, I don't think I have that gift. Some describe my hand tingles, another one, an angel appeared, and different kinds of things. And so my father said, well, I don't have that, so I must not be able to pray for the sick. Early days of our fellowship, we had one guy. If you want to do a crusade, you got the crusade guy. And there was only one. And he liked the idea that there was only one. 
he liked that idea and kind of made sure that other people knew that he was special. He had a gift of healing. Let me, let me correct some false doctrine here. The gift of healing. I do not have a gift of healing resident. The gift of healing is for those who cannot exercise faith for themselves. If you're praying for someone unconscious or in a coma, you telling them, brother, just believe God, that's not going to work. Mentally impaired, they're not going to be able to. And unsaved people, we understand people can get saved, place faith in Jesus Christ, and then in a limited way, believe God. But you can pray for people. I've prayed for Muslims. I've prayed for Hindus and different religions. They do not believe at all, and yet God will heal them unconscious, mentally impaired, unsaved, who can't exercise faith for themselves, then God will heal them as a gift. That is my understanding of the gift of healing. It is not talking about a special person who has that. The Bible is clear that healing is meant to be inclusive. The text that we read, Jesus is speaking, every believer that is there. He did not single anyone out. He did not exclude. He did not say, you, you, and you have the ability to pray for the sick, but not you and not you. He speaks to all of them. We understand all 12 of the disciples, all of the unnamed 70 disciples, which is a follower of Jesus Christ. Are you a follower of Jesus? And then in our uh, verse here, these signs will follow them that believe, in verse 18, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So in our text, he says, the qualification to be able to pray for the sick is believing God. What he says about healing, his power, and his track record. That is why you heard my father say over and over again, anything I do, you can do. Because he was recognizing for years he never prayed for the sick because he didn't think he could. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This that, that verse changed my life. I took over a church that was struggling on many different levels with unbelief, lack of fruitfulness, all kinds of problems. And I said, I need miracles. It's not going to work unless I need, uh, unless God gives me miracle power. I began to find every scripture in God's word on answer to prayer, miracles, healing, and power. And one day in my office, Hebrews 13, 8, I read it a thousand times before, but that day it went from my head to my heart. It was mine. I believed it. It is going to work. You have to build up your own faith and make up your own mind about healing. At the end of the day, I don't really care what the doctor said. The key is what does God's word say? And you begin to build your faith when I wanted miracles of healing. I had a man one time, he said, uh, you, you need to uh, get all the pastors to read this book. And I said, what, what's it about? And he said, it's about people who believe God and God never helped them. And I said, and why would I want anybody to read that book? And he said, because you don't want them to believe too much. And I said, I don't know anybody who believes too much. 
That is not what I'm going to read. I'm going to tell you what I did. I fed my faith. I, I got books that talked about healing of people who prayed and got healed and all that I built. You got to do that for yourself. But then faith involves action. You have to act on what God says. You will never see any miracles unless you act and pray for sick people. John 2, 5, Mary said, do whatever he tells you to do. I want to make you a guarantee. I'll make it a money back guarantee if you like. You ready for it? 100% of all the people you do not pray for will not get healed. Powerful, isn't it? If you don't pray for anybody, no one will get healed. But if you will pray for sick people, some of them will get healed. But you have to pray. You know what the real issue is? Our biggest hindrance is fear. Fear is another way of saying pride. I'm scared. You're proud. That's the real issue. Because for many people, it's like, okay, but what if I pray and they don't get healed? So what you're saying is you are afraid you will look bad. What if I say God will heal you and then they don't get healed and they say, ¿Qué pasa? What's happening here? Right? If you will surrender your ego to God, God will honor your faith and obedience. You know, in actual fact, this can be a test. Praying for the sick is a simple way of you telling God, I honor you more than my pride and my ego. I was a young pastor in, in uh, not many years in ministry. Pastor Harold Warner invited me to preach in the Tucson Conference. Believe me, that was not because I had anything powerful to say. I think he just wanted to, I looked like I was 12. He wanted to inspire young people, I think. But in that, I was preparing to go to preaching the conference, and God told me to pray for healing for Pastor Harold Warner. I want to tell you, that was not good news to me. I was not excited about that word from heaven. So I thought, okay, I'll do it privately. I'll ask to see him in a back room. But God dealt with me specifically, pray for him publicly. And I was not happy about that, but I had made a deal with God. God, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And so publicly, I asked Pastor Warner to come down. I prayed for healing for him. And as you know, he did not get healed. That was for me, not for Pastor Warner. God wanted to know, will I surrender my pride and do what he tells me to do? So part of praying for the sick is like that. Let's talk about taking dominion. Healing is based on authority, which is the right to use or exercise power that God gives. Luke 9, 1 and 2, he called his 12 disciples. Together gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. If you leave today and on the street, a policeman steps out in the middle of the road and puts up his hand. And you're driving an F-150. Your truck carries more weight than his 185-pound body. But by lifting his hand, it is not the might in his hand. It's the power behind him. That is called authority. If you 
don't stop, there is power behind him that will help and cause problems. So Jesus says, I'm sending you. Praying for healing is simply about using my power. That's what authority is. I will let you use my power. You have no power to heal. I do. And so he says, I'm going to let you use it. Matthew 10.1. He called unto them, his 12 disciples, gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Notice in that verse, casting out spirits is connected with healing the sick. I just preached uh, two crusades in the last month, one in Holland and one in Spain. In both crusades, I had men make a remark. They said, your healing ministry is so simple. And I said, what does that mean? And they explained, uh, there's a number of things that you don't do. It's very simple. Okay. And I said, that is correct. In my opinion, we make healing way too complicated. Numbers of ways. There, there are people is like, you prayed, they're almost in convulsions. You prayed for that guy and you didn't sit him in a chair. Okay. Because you saw Pastor Richard sit people down in a chair. That is for the purpose of demonstration. A chair is not magic. A chair doesn't heal anybody. It has a place if you want to publicly demonstrate, and then perhaps if they're not getting healed, uh, you can check. You have seen questions being asked about curses, about emotional uh, uh, issues in their life. And so I see guys now taking that. They want to give people a 10-page questionnaire in order to pray for them. Has there been anybody in your family back to the 15th century that has ever been involved in? We got a list here. Emotional issues. Talk about every possible, uh, you know, bitterness, fear, stress, worry, every kind of thing. Those come after if the person is not getting healed. It is not required for you to cover every single issue in order to get them healed. And, and some people make that mistake. Or I see people, one of the things they were saying why your uh, prayer for healing is so simple is because I pray very short. I see guys pray and they go on and on and on and pray for every single possible thing in the universe, naming the name of every demon, every condition. What do you think? That the sickness is going to go, all right, I'm tired. My ears hurt. Healing comes by taking dominion over sickness. Let me tell you how to get people healed. It's very simple. It has two parts. Number one, take authority over the spirit causing the problem. Mark 9, 25, when he saw that a crowd running to the scene was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never Enter him again. Jesus did not in this instance spend a lot of time, Father, if it be thy will and God, he commanded a spirit to leave. When we began to pray for the sick, my, my father had reminded me of this shortly before his death. They were recording memories of him and he talked about how we learned numbers of things about praying for the sick. My experience. 
I prayed for a number of months. No one got healed. Finally, I got one miracle. One. I was so excited about my one miracle. I booked a miracle healing crusade with international evangelist Greg Mitchell. The people didn't know I had only ever seen one person healed. This was great in theory. When I picked up the flyers from the printer, that was awesome until the sick people started coming in. And I thought, oh, my Lord, this is not good. They actually expect I they brought a woman up on the first night. What's wrong? She said, I have something wrong with my hand. She closed her hand and she struggled to open it. She reached with her other hand and pulled and I audibly heard it. it popped. And I said, why? And she said, they don't know. She said, they've already operated. I think they'd already operated three times. She says, I cannot cook. I cannot clean. I cannot take care of my children. It's agonizing pain. So I prayed the best prayer. Oh, Jesus, please heal her. God, I'm asking for help. Okay, try it again. She closed her hand, could not open it. She pulled it open, and it was still agonizing pain in her mind. Now it's another surgery. She began to weep, and something rose up in me. I said, that's not right. And I didn't, I didn't have any background. I actually was a little nervous about this. I said, everybody, you pray. So they made noise, and I grabbed her hand, and I said, you foul demon, come out of her right now. And instantly, she got healed. So, in other words, there was a spirit that was causing that. I believe all healing is spiritual, even injuries. I see it respond spiritually. It may not be a spirit that caused the injury or the trouble, but now a spirit has gained entrance and is taking uh, advantage there. So, healing is simply, number one, take authority over the spirit causing the problem. Number two, healing, very simple, command the body to function properly. Mark 7, 33 and 34, he took him aside away from the crowd. He put his fingers in the man's ears, spit and touched his tongue, looked up to heaven with a deep sigh saying, Ephatha, which means be opened. Who or what is Jesus talking to? His ears. He is saying to the ears, open, and his tongue to work. In other words, I am commanding the body to function normally as it should. Years ago in Rancho Cucamonga, I was doing a seminar. I taught this very simply, and I said, I'm going to have you pray. Had somebody come up. They had a back injury, sat them in a chair, but I had somebody from the audience. You come here, and I said, brother, you pray for him. He was a cowboy. And uh, so I, I loved his prayer. I said, go ahead and pray. And this is how it sounded. I don't know if he was from Texas. He said, come on, leg. Come on out. <laughs> I swear, that's how he prayed. And the leg started to move. But it stopped. And he said, no, I didn't say a little bit. Come on out all the way. And the leg grew out completely, and the person was completely healed. <laughs> I was the first person in our fellowship to preach in Romania. You know, Richard Brooks was not in our fellowship. He had gotten saved through our fellowship in Australia in prison. Long story. 
began a work, didn't know how to find us, started a work in Brashov, Romania. We met up with him. I went to do a healing crusade in Brashov, Romania. He booked the Casa de Cultura, the former cultural house. This is the propaganda house where the communists used to use it. We had a glorious crusade. I, if I remember right, it's 1991 or two around that time. We had a thousand people saved. It was unbelievable. But because of the flight, the way he had booked it, I couldn't be there the last night. So I said, Richard, I can't be here for the last night. And he is panicked. He's like, but we're, it's booked. Hundreds of people are coming. I said, he said, who's going to preach? I said, you're going to preach. I don't know. how. I said, no problem. I'll give you a healing sermon. And I'm going to teach you and your people how to pray for the sick. So gather them here tomorrow night before church. I'll teach them how to pray for the sick. I'm thinking that we'll have like an hour. That by the time everybody got there, we had less than 10 minutes. So, so I got to teach him, and I basically just said, okay, rebuke the spirit causing the sickness, command the body to work. Any questions? Let's go. That night, and the church was all very young. It was teenagers, very early 20s. That night, a lady now, she's a, a, a pastor's wife in, in Switzerland, Dori Kipfer. At that time, she was 17 years old. I called the sick people down. I brought them up, and I said, now these people are going to pray for them. Dory Kiffer did exactly what I said. She rebuked the spirit of blindness and command the eyes to open and to see clearly. And a completely blind woman got healed in there. Thank God. Let's talk about signs following. God is waiting for people who will believe. Verse 20, the disciples went and preached everywhere. The Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Then is a timing word. After. After Jesus told them what to do, they went out and acted on it. So first comes believing. You have to build your own faith. Make up your own mind. Then comes declaring, verse 20, then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. Declaration is a powerful thing. The year of jubilee, the freedom from debt and slavery, it was enacted because freedom was declared by the high priest. Luke 4, 18 and 19, the spirit of the Lord is on me, upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Pastors, if you're a pastor, you want to pray for the sick, preach it. You get what you preach. If you want to get people saved, preach on salvation, and Jesus will save. You want to get people filled with the Holy Ghost, preach on the Holy Spirit, and Jesus will baptize. If you want to get people healed, Preach on healing, and God will honor when you preach Jesus as a healer. For everyone, if you're not a pastor, say it personally. Tell people, God can heal you. And some people, again, as we said before, they let their pride get in the way. If I don't say it, then I won't be embarrassed. Why don't you just do what God said? Believe him enough to say it. God can heal you. 
and then declare it publicly. When I preach, I do exactly what I saw my father did. Jesus is going to heal because he's risen from the dead. I declare that because that is God's word. And then comes demonstration. I said, you rebuke the spirit, you command the body to function normally, and then you have to demonstrate. You have to test them. Many people will get healed only as they do what they could not do before. If you're, if you're praying for someone, we want to know how will you know if you get healed? What is it? The pain will go. I can bend. I can lift. I can breathe. I can hear. I can see. Whatever it is, you have to test it. I want to tell you, God will work with you. Faith pleases God. He honors those that honor him. Verse 20, the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Listen, Every believer can do this. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an evangelist. I want to tell you what it does for you. When I began to pray for the sick, I felt alive. It will do something powerful. I see disciples in the church. They begin to pray for the sick. They change because the life of the Spirit is working in them. It will change people's lives. I've prayed for people. They would be dead if Jesus didn't heal them or barren people, have baby, all kinds of things. It changes their lives. I'll show you a video in a moment of a man's life changed. And then, of course, it will confirm the word of God for salvation. I have seen people that do not believe, but God heals them. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe, because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Them anyway as a gift, and it opens their heart for salvation. Listen, I'm going to tell you a testimony that I'm going to show you a video. This is a testimony sent in after we prayed for the sick in in, uh, July conference. 32 years ago, I damaged my right shoulder rotator cuff during military training. Over the years, the shoulder injury has caused tingling, numbness, and tightness all down my arm. 
I've endured many sleepless nights over the years because I can't sleep on my right side. I have a challenging time raising my right arm above my shoulder doing praise and worship. But Monday night, when Pastor Greg began to call out specific body injuries, I joined with a conference body and believed Jesus for a miracle. After praying for healing, I lifted my arms as high as I could to praise God. There was no pain or discomfort. I was able to sleep through the night on my right side. The next morning when I got up, I began testing my shoulder with push-ups, and there was no pain or discomfort. Glory to God. He is the Lord, my healer. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. I, I just, uh, two weeks ago, was in Amaria, Spain. Uh, Pastor Alberto there, fantastic crusade. We had uh, on uh, one of the nights, it was glorious, just people getting healed. Faith was being built. A man came, he had had a stroke. And I, I, I want to be honest with you, in all the years of me praying for the sick, up until that point, I've never seen anybody through my prayer personally healed of a stroke, maybe a tiny bit of improvement. I've never seen anybody healed so they, the guy's screening actually never even brought him to me. They had to carry him up the stairs. He could not speak. He could not raise his arms. He dragged. He could barely walk with a brace crutch. So they actually didn't even bring him up. At the end, I mean, it was flowing. Everybody's getting healed. I was excited. And they, I said, is there anybody else? And they said, well, this guy's got a stroke. But by then, I'm ex Jesus can do anything. I said, let's pray. And so we prayed for him. I want to show you, here's the actual video of me praying for this man, and I'm doing exactly what I told you. Okay, that prayer took 17 seconds. I know because it's timed. All I did was I rebuked death in the nerves, I command life to come in, and that was 17 seconds with translation. I, I honestly, I've never seen somebody healed. I didn't. I didn't have a great. I, I what's not shown there. I grabbed his arm and tested it for a minute, and uh, then I closed the service and turned it to uh, Pastor Al Alberto. And then the service closed. I turned. Somebody came up and asked me to pray for them. While I'm praying for somebody else, I heard people begin to shout. What I didn't know, the man that they had carried up the stairs because he can't walk, they carried him down the stairs, but when they got him down the stairs, he handed someone his crutch, and he started walking back and forth. And I heard people shouting. Okay. Now, so I turn around. I'm looking in awe at this man coming you're going to see the video. A brother from England now tells him, walk up the stairs. And a true confession here, God's man of faith and power. I thought, oh, Jesus. There are no handrails. And I just saw them carry him up and carry him down. Watch the video of what Jesus did in this man. And he kept grabbing his head like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, look at this. Now, Alberto says, raise your arms. He couldn't do this before. Now he starts raising his arms. And look at him walk without a crutch. He's walking back and forth. 
God did a miracle in this man. Look at that. An absolute miracle of Jesus Christ. We need to give God praise for that. Thank God. Thank God. He kept coming. The next night I prayed for him, and for the first time he now could speak. He said, in Jesus, he was able to repeat. By the end of, uh, I left, and then he kept coming to a follow-up revival. Uh, my, uh, one of my pastors, Tim Miller, saw him and said that by the end he was able to greet people. He was able to talk. He was walking better and better because Jesus is a healer. How many of you believe that? Thank God. Thank God. I want to pray. I want to pray. We want to pray for uh, a number of people, if I could. And uh, these people, if I call this out, please, I know we're going to pray for numbers of others. Please, I only want the people to come up that I call out. Number one, there's somebody here that you have a broken jaw in the past. Your jaw was broken. After it healed, there's still pain and restriction. I want you to come up. There's somebody here. You had a lung that collapsed uh, in the past. Uh, and then the problem is, is it keeps you're having difficulty getting your lung to completely inflate all the way to the bottom. And it keeps on uh, collapsing on you. I want to pray for you. There's uh, someone here in your foot. You broke some bones in the foot itself. And uh, it's painful to put pressure, and you cannot flex your foot. I want you to come. I want to pray. I want to pray for somebody here. You have a back injury, and uh, the doctor recommended surgery, and this is what he told you. He said, if we were to cut out a little bit of that bone, it will stop the pain in the disc, and Jesus will heal. I want the, our brothers are yeah, they're here. Help me come over on the, this side. If that's you, I also want to pray for those that you've been saved for six months or less. If you're a new convert, you've been saved six months or less. You have any kind of physical problem. You're sick. You're injured. You're in pain. Come up here. We're going to pray for you, and we're going to believe that Jesus is going to heal. Amen. If you're in the audience, I want you to, in a few moments, we're going to pray for a number of other things while they're talking to these people. And then we are going to pray, we are going to believe God, that God is going to heal other people. I'm telling you, Jesus is alive. And then we're going to have pastors, they're going to pray, and uh, we're going to see what Jesus does for us. Thank God. God is going to help us, and uh, they're working through them. Bring them up here, and uh, probably another microphone. <clears throat> you got another microphone, or they can bring you one. Come up here. What's wrong? You had the broken jaw. Okay. How long ago did you break it? Uh, probably, uh, yeah, it's really going on three years. Three years ago. So what's the problem since? It's actually on the opposite side, but it was part, my, uh, when I got my jaw broken, it yep. broke a lot of my teeth, okay. and, I, and I have an abscess right here, so I do have pain in my molar. All right. There's pain right there, and then what about opening the jaws? Any pain? Um, no. And what about biting? That biting, yes. biting hurts. Okay, so you'd know if the pain left. Yeah. Okay, in Jesus' name, I command that injury be repaired. Pain will go. The nerves are going to be freed in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now. Bite down right now. Bite hard. 
It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Completely. And you had that for three years. Push it. Push it. It's gone. It's gone. Completely gone. It's gone. I have no pain. And it's been that way for three years. Well, on and off, yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. God bless you. God bless you, man. Thank God. Amen. Sorry? Yeah, that's fine. Bring the people with broken bones. Let them come up here. Thank God. God is good. Okay. All right. Broken bone where? Sir, uh, I broke my leg in 2020. Okay. And uh, two weeks ago, I broke my hand. And they put a metal inside. Okay. So okay. First of all, the leg, what's the problem since? Is it painful? Is it hard to bend or what? No, to walk. To walk. It hurts you to walk? What about stairs? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. That would hurt as well. And then in the wrist, you broke it. I can see the scar there where they inserted. They did the surgery. And what? Is that painful? Yeah. That hurts. Okay. And can you bend it? You can't bend it. Okay. All right. Just a little bit right there. Okay. In Jesus' name, I command the bone repair. Be healed right now. I rebuke that injury. Right now, in Jesus' name, pain is going to go. Right now, pain will leave, and he'll be able to move it freely in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, squeeze my hand. Squeeze. Squeeze. Okay. Now, what's happened to the pain? It's better? Okay, move it like this. Move it. Okay, move it around. Before, could you bend it at all? A little bit. You can do it more. Okay, now what's happened to the pain? Oh, it's, it's hot, but that's hot is good. Sometimes that's God. In Jesus' name right now, be healed. Completely whole right now. In the name of Jesus, that pain is going to leave. Now move it around. Move it around. Now what's happened? It's not hurting anymore. Thank God. Praise God. And now walk, walk, walk. Now, come back here. Come back. Walk. Walk fast. There you go. Come on. Yeah. Come back. Now, what's happened in the leg? There's no more pain in the leg now. Praise God. Thank God for that. Amen, sis. Amen. What'd you do? You broke the bridge of your foot. Okay. How long ago? Okay, three times you've broken it, and so what's the problem now with it? Flex it. Okay, you can't bend it backwards. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so that's what God is going to heal. Okay, in Jesus' name, I command that bone be repaired. I rebuke that injury. It's going to leave free motion, no pain, full flexibility. In Jesus' name, amen. Put pressure on it now. That's it. Backwards. That's it. There you go. Okay. Again. In Jesus' name. Now, what's happened? How does that feel? It feels good? Is it hurting? What would happen before if you did that? Yeah, it's stiff. You've got to work out the stiffness. But is there any pain before when you did that? You couldn't flex me. You couldn't do that before. And now you can. Thank God. Praise God. Yeah. That's chain. Isn't that wonderful? 
Thank God. God bless you. Amen. Go ahead. What's wrong? In 2015, I had a calcaneus fracture. Calcaneus fracture, which means what? Um, on my heel bone, just cracked in pieces. The heel bone cracked in pieces, okay? And what's the problem now? So sometimes it goes numb, my my heel bone, and it's it's painful to walk. Okay. And then what about if you put pressure on it? If I put pressure, it's fine, but um, it's just it's just randomly like it'll start um like pain. Okay. So, do you feel it right now at all? Do you feel any pain or any problem now? Uh, a little bit. A little bit you feel it now. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that injury. I command that heel bone repair. The nerves be freed. In Jesus' name, be 100% whole. Amen. Put your weight on your heel. Put weight on your heel. I don't feel anything right now. And you don't feel any pain at all. Nothing. And you did a minute ago. I did when I was Praise there. God. Thank God. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. Amen. We're going to pray for a few more, and then we're going to open it for anybody who needs healing in just a minute here, if you wait. Okay, what's wrong with your back? Um, Come around this side. There you go. That way. Go ahead. What's wrong? Um, I was in a car accident when I was 15 years old, and there was like a big, heavy ice chest in the back, and our car like rolled over, and it landed on my back, and my I've just had really back really bad back pain ever since then. Ever since. And what hurts you the most? My lower back. What? Bending? Lifting? Yeah. What? I can't like bend over for too long. Okay. Or... If you bend, that's when you feel it. Okay. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that injury. I command the bones, the nerves, the muscles be made whole and pain will go. She'll have free motion in Jesus' name. Bend over. Bend over. Come back up. Bend again. Come back up. Sorry, you don't feel it? No. It's not hurting? This way. This way. Is there any pain? No. There's no backwards? Try that. Put your hands like this. Put your hands like that. Lift up. Lift. Lift. I'm putting pressure. Does it hurt? No. There's no pain? Before would that hurt? That, you said that was when you were 15? Yeah. How many years ago is that? I'm 27. All right. <laughs> 12 years ago, for all that time you've had paid, bend again, do it again, as far as you can. Any pain? No pain. Thank God. God bless you. Thank God. Hi. And what's wrong? I've had um, multiple back surgery fusions. Now they say I have a disease in my spine. Okay, they did surgeries. What was the original problem? Why the surgery? I didn't have any fluid between my lower level bones and no fluid okay was crushed for okay. over 10 years okay so they fuse it together twice and that didn't fix it and now they say there's a disease what kind of disease it's called a retinitis okay it's the, it affects the membranes in my spine okay they want to plant a stimulator in me yeah but jesus says he can yes. heal it you believe yes. that yes okay in jesus name i command that spine i rebuke infirmity Leave her right now. You have no right. And I command normal fluid, the bones, the discs, the nerves, the muscles, be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Bend over. Bend. Bend. Okay? Do it again. Do it again. Come back up. This way. This way. Backwards. Now, what's happened? It feels good. Is there any pain? 
note. A little, just a tiny. In Jesus' name, all of it, go. 100% gone in Jesus' name. Bend over completely. Do it again. Do it again. Right now. Is there any pain? No. Could you do that before without pain? No. You couldn't do that before. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Um, What's wrong? Three months ago, I had severe pains in my legs, and I learned that I have a damaged disc in my back, and I'm unwasted. Okay. Three months ago, you learned you've had pain in your leg, one leg or both legs? One leg. One leg, and they say it's because you have a damaged disc. Okay. How did you damage the disc? You don't know. And it's painful now? A little. A little painful. Okay. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that infirmity. Leave her right now. In Jesus' name, God do a miracle, the Holy Ghost. I command that disc be repaired. Nerves be freed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bend. Bend. And come back up. Bend again. Come back up. Go side to side. This way. You said before it was in your leg. Lift your leg. Lift it up. Lift it up. Any pain? There is no pain now. There was pain before. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. Yep. Okay. Both knees. Come on. We're going to pray. Thank God. Okay. Both knees. What did you do to your knees? How did you injure them? In high school football. Okay. And now it's bone on bone. Yes, sir. So you'd need a miracle. Yeah, I need a miracle. You, and you believe Jesus can do that? Yes, sir. He can put in everything that needs to be there, yeah? Yes, sir. And this is painful? Yes, sir. What hurts? Both of them. Both of All the time? All the time. Walking? Walking. Bending? Bending. Anything? Anything. You ready? Yes, sir. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that injury. Be made whole. Straighten. Be made whole right now. I command that infirmity to go. God cause there to be fluid between the knees. In Jesus' name. Lift up your knee. Lift it up. 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 Now, what's happening? I feel pretty good. You feel pretty good. Walk, walk, come, walk. Thank God, walk. Come back. How does that feel when you're walking? You feel good? Is there any pain? Go down the stairs. Go down the stairs. I want to see. Thank God. Help him now, Lord. Down the stairs. God, help him now. Yeah. Praise. He says, I feel pretty good. Thank God. Come here. Thank God. Thank God. Okay. What'd you do? Um, I fell and I broke my foot. You fell and, and you broke your foot. Yes. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. <laughs> I appreciate her doing that so we had somebody to pray for her. That was very kind of her. Thank God. How long ago did you do that? 160 days. 160 days ago. <laughs> yeah. This is no fun. No. You want to get rid of that? Yes. Okay. So it's painful. It is. And yes. then are you, what, when you put weight on it, are you allowed to? I am allowed to put some weight. Um, they cut some tendons on my calf and on my okay. ankle. They put a plate. They did a bone graft. Okay. And, um, bone fusion. Okay. So it's a lot, of, a lot of work. Almost like you need a miracle. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good thing Jesus in the miracle business. Amen. Okay. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that injury. 
I need a miracle in her foot. Let it be made whole. The nerves, the bones, the ligaments, anything that's wrong, let it be made whole right now. In Jesus' name, I command it right now. Be healed. Amen. Do you want to try it? Do you want to put weight on it? If you can. Okay. Take off my boot. Okay. To test it because... Yep. Okay. I won't be able to... Okay. For sure. Would you like to try that? Yes. You want to do it now? Or? Yes. Okay. Sit down in the chair there. Go ahead. There you go. Help her. There you go. Willis, are you? That, that's everything. Okay. We're going to let her test. One more. Quite a contraption. Thank God. Okay. Now. In Jesus' name, help her. Help her right now. Okay. Now, rest weight on it. Try it again. In Jesus' name, heal her right now. Okay. What's happened? Um, it hurts. It hurts? Okay. It hurts exactly the same? Or, no. Or, no. It, I wouldn't have never been able to You do would that. not have been able to do that. Okay. There's a change, but we need 100%. Yeah. Amen. Like our cowboy friend said, no. All the way. All the way. That's exactly right. In Jesus' name. Completely whole right now. All pain, leave her. You have no right. In Jesus' name. She's a child of God. I rebuke that injury. In Jesus' name. Put weight on it. Put weight on it again. Now what's happened? It, it's, it moved to my knee. The pain moved to your knee? It moved to my knee. Like. Uh, okay. But I don't want it to move. I want it to go. Leave in Jesus' name. All of it go right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do that. It's easier now. That's a change. Thank God. I've never been able to do that. You would not have been able to do that. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay. You keep checking that for a minute now. I want every pastor, every evangelist, I want you to come here and line up on the stage facing the people. As Pastor Mitchell often said, anything you saw me do, you can do. Every believer can do that. Every pastor can do that. You are qualified because the power, the authority comes from Jesus Christ. Every one of these men, they're here, they're to pray for, uh, able to pray for you. If you need healing of any kind, I want you to come down to one of these pastors. Looks like we got a lot of pastors, so several of them can pray at the same time. Come down. I don't care what your condition is. You come. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God for healing, and we're going to ask God for miracle healing power. You come right now. How many of you believe Jesus is alive? Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. They're going to come. Anyone along here, you find someone, they'll begin to pray for you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.